Yes, sir. Doors, my partner in crime, he's back. You guys don't have to listen to just me now. Doors, welcome back. How you doing? I'm okay, man. Uh, how many weeks have I been gone? Uh, one, but it's That's felt it. like an eternity, pal. It's felt like an eternity. So many Has things. it been one? I honestly, this is the thing, though. Like, I listen to our pod back every week just to take notes just to laugh especially listening to yours yeah just just to enjoy it i genuinely don't have a clue when the last time i did this was i have no fucking clue like it's only a week man that was it just one week did we do it the week prior maybe not maybe we skipped i don't know lazy in our old age eh? no because fuck it there was that that computer meltdown thing and i don't know if that was week 10 or if that was yeah and oh, now it's week 13, that. and then it's week 14 next week, but it's still the regular season, so I'm confused. Like, a lot of confusion. I'm confused. It's, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you, man. Shit's, shit's getting crazy out here, but, uh, Doris, I have one question for you, okay? Go ahead, yeah. We can always rely on music, and, you know, we, yeah, I take great pride in the intro songs here. Did Very your good. Spotify rap? Did you take a look at it yet? I did. Nice. What's number one? What's the number one song on Doria's 2022 Spotify Unfortunately, Go. there's a 15 second story here. I woke up to a uh, a playlist called Chill Dance Beats um, for probably four months what? of my life in the middle of the year. So I would ask Google to like I was that Rob would appreciate this. I said good morning to Google and it gave me my morning routine, rundown, events, stuff like that, and it would automatically play a playlist. My most commonly listened to song about 150 times was a song that I don't know the artist or the title. It was just the first song oh, on that playlist. Yeah. Jeez. It's, it sucks. That's yeah. depressing. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. What was your, what was your first actual song then? I, I'm just curious. Um, I don't know my first actual song, but I could tell you that John Mayer was my most commonly played artist this year. Nice. Yeah. Love me some John Mayer. I saw a great yeah. clip of him. Just literally make up a song on a radio <laughs> station. Yeah. In the and it was beautiful. I'm like, how the fuck do these people do this? All right, Doors, my number one, this will not shock you. Kanye West. Yeah. Which is, you know, a tough look right now. Yeah. R.I.P. Kanye. He's basically dead. <laughs> Top song, surround sound. J.I.D. Shout out to Rich. Shout out to Dan. You guys wow. know. You guys know. I'm fucking obsessed with this guy. He's so good. He's cool. taking he might take the Kanye mantle from me, man. Go. Someone, somebody take it. Somebody yeah. take it and run. Someone J.I.D., it's my guy. Someone, Someone has, has to do take it. that. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Okay, so to fantasy football, which, by the way, I don't even think I should be eligible to comment on on any platform at all, considering not only my last three weeks of fantasy football, but my level of engagement. Um, but here we are. I, we have this platform and we're doing it. So fuck everybody. Wait, so you're not doing your homework? Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm doing my homework, but whatever. Listen, though. Listen, <laughs> listen. Let, let's, let's defer to the expert, namely you, and the other experts, namely the other eight guys in this league. Is this not the most exciting final week of the regular season that we can remember. I mean, I can't think of a better one. And I know we always deal in recency bias, but like it really feels like it's not just the race to six, but it's also the race to the top. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember such depth in both of those positions at the same time. So there's a four-way battle for first place. There is a scenario where any combination of Mike, Nick, me, and Ryan 
any of us could take buys. Any of us mm. could do that, depending on points for who scores, whatever. If Mike has a bad week and I have a good one, I could pass him. I could get first. Unlikely, but possible. There's also mm. a three-way battle for the sixth seed. I have to say, it looks like it's four guys because of the record with four, five, and eights. But Genera is eliminated. You or Rob have to win this coming week. You two are playing, maybe, for a playoff spot, Anthony. Here's the deal. Dan wins and you're both out. Yeah. But if one of you win, which you do, you're going to, Rob or you are going to win this, and Dan loses, one of you is in. So it's wild. It's wild. I was taking a look at it after this week, and I'm just like staring at it, and I'm like, wow, I really truly feel like there's two bad teams, and that's it. The rest, like... There is a difference between the top team and the eighth team and the seventh team. But it's not as big as the gap has been in years past, without a doubt. I mean, just look at the points four. I mean, it's all pretty damn close. Like, it's really tight, man. Like, and anybody can drop a huge week any given week. Seems like it's somebody new every single week that's dropping like 160 points. And you're going, where did this come from? Right. Um, it's man, the playoffs are going to be such a bloodbath and I know what's going to happen. We're going to next week, we're going to do our playoff preview pod and I'm going to just pick the two bye week teams because I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? But maybe not, maybe not, but this it's is crazy, why man. wide open this year. Why it open. is, it is wide open. It feels that way. And for the last four weeks, it feels like there's only been two of 10 teams who have been locked into their spots. It's rich at 10 and Franco at five. No one's touching those guys. It seems like it's just been there. And even this week, no matter what happens in the points for Franco has too much of a cushion on six. He's stuck in five. So whoever finishes fourth between me, Ryan, Nick, Mike, gets Franco in mm. round one. Tough. Tough, 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 tough. tough. tough, tough. Not okay. good. Uh, Doors, your absence was missed last week, but uh, oh. I, I went at it alone with the uh, with the point spread game. Um, it do? didn't go well. Two okay. and three, classic. I think our record's two and three like every single week. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. But I got my matchup right, and really that's all that matters. That's two points. Two points for Tones right there. <laughs> so we broke even, right? We broke even. But uh, this week we're back at it with you, so you can probably write the ship for us. Let's get some matchups going here, Doors. Yeah. Starting and- with... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. And yeah, we're, we're going to dive in in just 10 seconds. The last thing I want to say is I have to give you the shout out you deserve. You have done solo pods before. I've done solo pods before. You absolutely crushed it. It was hilarious cool. entertainment. And I know that you're going to be bashful and you're going to say, oh, thanks. But no, uh, I'm just sitting in a room. No, it was genuinely hilarious. <laughs> like the roller coaster ride you took on wasn't just you being mad. It was pure raw emotion. It was like listening to Kanye write an album before he went crazy. It was just beautiful. Oh my God. So you're saying I'm going crazy? I don't want to go down the Kanye path, bro. I don't. It's, I don't. It's only a matter of time, man. I we're do all, not like Nazis. They are bad people. <laughs> Hitler was bad. Good. Um, good, it's, good, uh, good. it's, yeah, it was fun, man. It was fun, but I did miss you. It was a lot of talking. Uh, my mouth was dry, but I'm glad I was able to entertain the folks. But uh, glad you, listen, I was, you know, you're inside that this is what I do every Sunday. That's my brain every fucking Sunday. I'm just going, look at this fucking Josh Jacobs out of fucking nowhere. This guy gets taken in the fifth round. And he's fucking, here's a 70 yard <laughs> touchdown. And I'm just, you know, I'm just muttering around like an old man. Like it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But it was fun to do. But uh, I'm glad you're back 100%. I really, let's do some that. matchups. Let's get into it here. Absolutely. Nick, 
Dotto is 10 and 3. I bashed the shit out of Nick last week. Nick, I love you. Uh I uh Nick Dotto is 10 and 3. He defeats Franco, who's now 6 and 7. 139, 133. It was close. Franco trailed Nick by 15. Heading into Monday Night Football, we were all excited for the Olave Kamara versus Suck Up. Hashtag kickers don't matter. Uh, and guess what? It didn't. None of it mattered. Kamara was terrible. Olave wasn't good. I mean, it was the Saints. Oh my God. Arguably the most frustrating Saints loss I've ever seen in my life. I felt like I was watching it happen in slow motion. I was very upset. Good thing I didn't do a solo pod this week because, boy, you would have heard some shit. Um, but, of course, Nick wins, right, Doris? Of course. of course. Of course he does. And, of course, Franco's players have some horrible thing happen to them in terms of their point score. It's just I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, I, I will say this, though. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to do that thing, but I'll do a, a new thing. So, Tones, Nick is now 3-1 and one in his last four games. Those four matchups have been decided by a combined total of less than 10 points. I'll say it again. What? Yeah, say it again. Four matchups decided by less than 10 points combined between the four of them. Those are Nick Dotto matchups. Each one has come down to a Sunday or Monday night matchup. And to give you an example, one has been decided by 1.5. One has been decided by less than one. That's how this thing goes. By the way, one that was less than one point was that matchup against you, but we don't want to talk about that. That's fine. Um, the, the evidence of this man's fucking Fugazi, Fugazi <laughs> fucking magic is, is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's not even a joke at this point. Like at one point, we were all joking about Zeke Elliott being washed, and then he became yeah. washed. This is like, Nick is a fucking sorcerer, man. He's Sorcerer Supreme. He's fucking on Bleecker Street. Shout out to the Marvel fans, you know? He's, he's just working his magic, you know? Good for him, man. Fucking good for him. Eventually, it's going to run out, Nick, and I can't wait. Can't wait for it. It's going to be it was a good. It was a good 139 from Nick this week. His lowest performer was Nick Chubb, a guy who goes into the single digits this week, not looking good. But other than that, man, and take, take the special teams out of it, right? You never know what you get out of defense and kicker. But his only single point performer otherwise was Nick Chubb, which you just don't see very often. Mm. And look at the squad led by Lockett. McCaffrey, even Keenan Allen. Welcome back. Tones, I don't know about you, and maybe mm. it's just my disconnect to what's been going on lately, but I forgot Keenan Allen was in the league. And now, by the way, he's on Nick's team. We chirped him for getting, um, for trading a first round pick, I believe it was, to Rich for this yep. player who's now just, by the way, a wide receiver too. Uh, don't want to overreact, but this is what Keenan Allen is. So here we are. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I think I said it on this fine program that uh, I thought he was like, he re-aggravated his hammy twice and he's old. And I'm like, he's going to come back for like two games. He's going to hurt himself again. And that's going to be it. So far, it's been three games. So I'm wrong. But we'll see. We'll see. RB2 for sure. He's been good. He's getting targets. See what happens when the big boys come back. Mike will. Just wait for a week. Wait wait a week, okay? Don't stress me out this week. But yeah, Stores. Lockett, the Lockett trade we probably haven't talked enough about, right? That was a fucking great trade. Yeah. Did that early. Um as I am evidence, sometimes making those trades early and buying those players early, it doesn't always work out. Um, two years in a row, shout out DJ Moore, shout out Clyde, enjoy the waivers. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett was a slam dunk home run, man. Nine receptions, 128 receiving yards and a touchdown this week. Uh, guy continues to cook, man, and it doesn't show any sign of slowing down. And it came from Dan. 
Dan, a team who has performed very admirably since all of his mm-hmm. selling and then buying. And that's just another guy that Dan maybe could have at one point had on his team that he doesn't have. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has a questionable with a knee injury beside his name, but I think that we're just fine. We finally saw the McCaffrey game that he's been waiting for since the trade. It's a big game. Um, more points than he scored in the last two weeks combined. And I don't even see a rushing touchdown on this thing. And that means that he did it in other ways. So, uh, did it through the air, man. And that's, yeah. what's going to matter. All right. Now we'll see what happens with this backup QB. I imagine he'll check it down quite a bit, but, uh, yeah, McCaffrey looked good. He looked good. And that was, he looked perfectly healthy. I mean, I'm sure he's not totally healthy, but he looked fine. So Nick probably calms his nerves a little bit for sure with that one. I mentioned that McCaffrey was going to have a different role because they're going to keep Eli Mitchell running the ball when they need him to. Eli Mitchell is now out for the season and the 49ers are going to be in a position where they're playing for playoff seeding down the stretch here. They're going to win. They're going to need to win some games, not just to get the division, but to see where they're going to finish at the top of that NFC. I think they're going to start playing their best players more, man. I know it's easy to just say that out loud, but they also play in San Fran. It's not cold there. It's very nice, very balmy. You're not resting this guy down the stretch of the season. I think that's going to work for Nick, work in his favor. I think this is just the beginning of things to come for that. And I think the change in quarterback actually helps because of what you said, because of those checkdowns. Um, I want to quickly pivot to Franco's side because Leonard Fournette, man, have we done, have we played the drop for this man yet in the last couple years? Not yet, but it's time. He's washed. He's washed. So you guys mentioned it in the chat that he just looks fat. Like, that's it. That's all it is. He just looks terrible. You had keen eyes on that game. What did you see out of Leonard Fournette on Monday night? He's doo-doo, bro. He's done. He's washed. It's a shame, man. He's, he's, in, he's their new left guard, you know? You have O-line problems over there. He's just going to, you know, it's just going to let's slot him in there. Nah, Fat Lenny, he's back, man. He doesn't look good. The whole offense doesn't look good. I put it in the chat because I was watching the broadcast. I was like, you know, usually I watch these games. Sometimes I watch these games on mute because, like, some of these guys are just so annoying to listen to. But, you know, I had Joe Buck on and Aikman. Worst rushing offense in the league. And I'm like, wow, man. If you were to tell me that four months ago, I would have said, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy because that was Leonard Fournette's value, right? You're on Tom Brady's offense. You're going to be in the red zone a lot. You're going to catch passes, and you're going to score. He's not scoring because the offense sucks. He's not catching passes because he's washed and there's a better option. Where's the explosive plays? The offensive line's terrible. There's no good gaps. Like, Lenny's done, man. He's cooked. And if Brady's gone, and he's going back to the Pats, calling it right now, um, like, is Lenny fucking still on the fucking Bucks? He's not going to the Patriots. You know he's not doing that. So where's Lenny's? What's Lenny's future here? He's washed. I think he's done. I think he's done. We've seen the best years at Eleni. Year. Singular. He, he's going to jam up either my boy Damian Pierce or my boy Travis Etienne next year. That's what he's going to do. He's going to be... Ew. Uh, or he's going to sign in Denver. <laughs> oh, Denver please. loves their oh, old... perfect. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's perfect. Yeah, that's something Denver would do. Fucking losers. The last thing I'll um, say about Franco... Well, first of all, I was... I was let's, let's give him credit here. I was so fundamentally wrong about Devontae Adams this year. I said that Devontae Adams was going to never be the same as he was with Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say he had lost his ability, but I said he was never going to have a year quite like he had. Dude, I'm pretty sure he's the wide receiver one on the season. Yeah, I think that was like his fourth multi-touchdown game of the season or something crazy. He's on pace for like like the quietest like 1,800 yards and like 14 touchdown season ever. 
It's crazy, bro. His He's last, been so good. His last five weeks, 30, this is fantasy points, 31, 23, 29, 10 with 11 targets, and 33. Could anyone be more wrong about any prediction ever than <laughs> I was about this? Other than Mike Davis tough. being a keeper. Do we think That's this is tough. the worst thing ever? No, oh, the Mike Davis thing was wild what a why i wish we could redo that pod every single day that was amazing um no right. that's crazy I, I can't believe you thought Devontae adams was done i definitely didn't think he was done i thought he'd be good still but like not this good certainly not this good but hey it's a one-man show over there really like waller is highly washed renfro has even been playing I, I couldn't even tell you who are we worried about over there who's getting targets fucking yeah. uh what's his name that's been on five of our teams there mac hollands like, there's two guys you know, there's two yeah, guys. It's, 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 it's the running back and it's the wide receiver one. That's, That's it. That's all it is. That's all Last it thing is. I'll say about Franco, okay? So it's important to note that once again, he crosses the 130 mark, okay? 133. Here we go. Here are some issues with his team that we have pointed out in the past, okay? Eli Mitchell was hurt. He's now out for the season. Lenny Fournette, he's now washed. He's borderline unstartable unless he needs him. Drake London, who really doesn't catch touchdowns because they don't pass in that offense. Cordell Patterson, who's fallen off, and he's not the same player he was before. Mm -hmm. And now Alvin Kamara, who just consistently is not showing up for his team. And yet somehow, some way, this man puts up 130 points a week consistently. It's unbelievable. And now we go to the other side, talking about more good. Yes, we know Mahomes and Adams and Kelsey, but oh my God, Tony Pollard. Like, it doesn't matter that Zeke's in there. This offense is incredible. And this guy, I just did that thing with Devontae Adams his last five weeks. How about Tony Pollard's last five weeks in fantasy points? 33, 20, 33, 7, and 23 this past week. In all of those combined six touchdowns that included a bye week in there, we don't talk about that. But man, like, I I can't believe what a team this guy actually drafted, put together without making that many moves. It's amazing. And Pollard's crazy good even though Kamara continues to wave to uh to weigh his team down man yeah I I, I don't know if what's going on with Pollard is a ga- week by week game plan thing but remember he had that dud two weeks ago yeah. after having the big game so it's kind of like so far it's been like good bad good or sorry I shouldn't even say good amazing bad amazing mm-hmm. um so I'm wondering where that goes, but I don't think you could put the genie back in the bottle, man. This is the Tony Pollard show. Like he's arguably their second best weapon outside of CD Lamb. Get that man the rock. He's just a big play waiting to happen every time. He can't pass protect, but like who cares? Who gives a fuck? Like I don't care at all. Get the ball out, man. Like he's a freak, man. He's so good. Honestly, like I've had this debate at work so many times. Like Doris, who would you take if you're rebuilding if if you're the GM of Team X who's starting over and you have you know, you're, you have the pick of the litter and you have two options here. Okay. Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs. Who do you take? Wow. Wow. Pollard's more, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but Pollard feels more explosive than Josh Jacobs. And I know that that sounds crazy. I know that sounds crazy, but I've watched both guys play with my eyes and my eyes tell me that I would take Pollard. Agreed. I, I, we've had this debate at work for the last two weeks with a Raider fan and he thinks I'm insane. I'm like, dude, like Pollard is arguably a top five running back in football. If he had the workload Christian McCaffrey has, he would literally be the RB one. Like I, you couldn't convince me otherwise. He is a fucking monster. He's so good. I think McCaffrey is such an amazing comparable because he like McCaffrey, obviously being a more running back built running back, but like the way they're used very, very 
similar, I would say, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Very yeah. similar. I would say. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. Like McCaffrey's bigger and you know, that's yeah. the wear and tear is going to be a thing. But if Pollard just has this role for the next, maybe Kamara is a better example, like what Kamara and Eckler kind of do, like not a lot of rushing up the middle, like a lot more, you know, we're going to get him in for 10, 11 carries. We're going to bounce, you know, design zone read outside, but we're going to, we're going to make sure to get him six targets a game and he's going to fucking have some explosiveness. And in the red zone, it's all him. I think that could be his future, 100%. So, keeper for Franco, who's looking for keepers? <laughs> no, no, we, we or... know his keepers. No, 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 we know his keepers. Don't don't, don't be crazy now. Don't I'm be just, crazy now. I got to do it, because now that we're doing, now that we're having the conversation, I need to pull up the numbers. The RB1 on the season is Josh Jacobs. It's Austin Eckler. It's Derrick Henry. Tony Pollard is the running back seven on the season. Mm-hmm. He is six in front of Aaron Jones and 15, 16 points behind Saquon Barkley. Yeah. For a guy that he drafted. I think the only thing that keeps him from there is consistency, right? Because he's just, the, like I was saying, the usage week to week kind of varies. But if yeah. he ever gets the backfield to himself, I mean, it's fucking wheels up. Let's go. Do you know that Jamal Williams has one more point scored than Dalvin Cook this year? Makes me upset, man. Don't bring that up. Let's move on. You want you want fifty yards and a one one yard touchdown, Jamal Williams. That's your guy, baby. Let's go, loser. I wouldn't mind that Get in my flex. Here. Speaking of Get my flex, here. why don't we move on yeah. to my very disappointing matchup tones? Why don't you take it from here? All right, Dan beats you. Thanks, Doris. Way to do us all a big favor, man. Dan beats you. He's now five and eight. You are now nine and four. One twenty three ninety nine is the final here. Dan has his three game losing streak snapped. Doors, your four game win streak which was a fucking mirage, is snapped. Let's start with Dan. Let's Kenneth Walker got hurt. That's a big deal. Um, regardless of whether or not how long he's out, he's out for this week, and this is basically playoff start now. That's a big, big loss for him. He's got depth. He's got guys. Pacheco, like, you know, he's, he's, he's got these dudes that can kind of slide in, but losing Walker is a big deal. And he's been struggling, so maybe this has been a thing that's been nagging him for a couple weeks, but um, this is a huge deal. But... Here's the good news, Doris. Tyreek Hill is still very, very fucking good. So he's this week's Greg Jennings. Fuck it. You can't stop me. So I wasn't too dialed into football on the weekend, and I fell asleep watching some part of the Dolphins game. And I believe Dan and I were close in this matchup at this point. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. the game is over. I checked the box score, and Tyreek Hill went fucking bananas. There were other options for us this week, and we don't have to justify our pick because whatever, this is our, it's our choice, Tones. But damn, it's I re- pod. go fuck yourselves. I, I really just I really feel like Tyree Kill was the dagger in this matchup at what would have been 630 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was that good. Yep. He was that dominant. And at the same time in that same matchup, Jalen Waddle gets hurt out of the game. It's just that mm-hmm. in that shift of momentum in Dan's favor just just finished it off for me, basically. Right. Yeah, I was watching your matchup very close. You described it bang on. It was very close. I'm like, oh, Doris is hanging in here, hanging in here. And then Tyreek does, has that huge play, and it was over. You just knew it. Uh, Doris, your your team, I, I pretty much buried you last week, but I, I just you follow it up with 99 points. Clearly, your team did not listen to what I was saying and are like, hey, bulletin board material, 99 is just not good enough. I need a temperature check on your squad. You have been 2-1 in the last three weeks. 102, 106, 99 points. For a team that's been a contender and arguably the best and most consistent team of the season, 
all of a sudden, some adversity is hitting you right in the face. And it's not like you're dealing with a ton of injuries. It's crazy. Like, it's just like guys are just not performing well. Like, how are you feeling about your team right now? One of two things is going to happen. We've either reached a new normal for this group of players in each of their respective teams. Um, I'll talk about that specifically in a second. Uh, or we're about to see these players who have been struggling boom right in time for the playoffs in a way that is perfect timing, especially if I have to win three games in a row starting in week 15, two weeks from now. I think it's probably more towards option A. And the reason why I feel that way is because Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce are a problem now because they are starting to get game scripted out of games. They weren't before. Pierce's floor was 10, but his ceiling was closer to 18, 20 when he was hitting those home runs. The Texans are getting worse, not better, and they have Dallas, KC, Tennessee as their next three matchups, which is arguably benchable games for Damian Pierce if I wasn't relying on him so much. Fact of the matter is, I tried to get a running back for weeks after week three and four. I tried. Couldn't get the guy I wanted. The option available was Aaron Jones. I don't want to pay a first for Aaron Jones. I don't like Aaron Jones. He's had a good year, though. Yeah, I don't like him. He's had a good year. Yeah, you don't like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In hindsight, maybe a move I should have made, especially keeping him off Mike's team, but here we are. I digress. And and Travis Etienne, who got hurt, and now seems like he's also getting game scripted out of games when he's not performing well. I mean, they lost by fucking 26 points to Detroit this week, of all fucking teams. And then another guy with a tough... Tennessee, Dallas, like another tough couple matchups coming up. So if those running backs can't keep up with the big dogs in our league tones, that's all that matters. I don't care that CeeDee Lamb's doing well and Josh Allen will be fine and Waddle will have his games and whatever, man. Like Mark Andrews, where has he been? Even if he has his boom games, if my running backs can't keep up with the big boys, that's it. So one of those two things is about to play out and, and I hope it's not option A, but I think it is. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to repeat what I said last week. You kind of touched on it there. The game script situation is a big deal. Andrews being banged up is a big deal. Um, ultimately, I think you will be fine, but I think your big, massive 140, 150 point averages week to week aren't going to be there anymore. So you're going to need a little bit of luck now where it's, hey, I might need to win 122 to 118 in these tight, sweaty matchups, right? The biggest thing, like I went into it, like I said it last week, and again I'll say it. This was the week you had to show me, and I thought you got, I thought you were gonna crush this week. I thought you'd be back because of Etienne and Pierce with those matchups. Like Cleveland has a terrible run D. Detroit can't stop a fucking nosebleed, and they had a combined seventeen points. That's insanity. Like I just did not see that coming, um, especially from Etienne. Like Pierce, okay, maybe he's like Houston's just so bad, but Etienne, like break off a play. You know what yep. I mean? Uh, so really tough, really, really tough. Um, I think I'd be a little worried if I were you, because everybody else seems like they're not floundering. No, like even Ryan, right? Even Ryan without Cup is just continuing to to do good things. And uh, well, we should get to him, shouldn't we? Yeah. Let's do it. Ryan, nine and four after beating Rob, who's five and eight, one twenty nine, one twenty one. It was Taysom Hill, Doors. <laughs> Taysom Hill was in a lineup. Against Chris Godwin on Monday Night Football. But Ryan, of course, he holds on because he was going against Taysom Hill. We've all owned Taysom Hill at some point this year, haven't we? <laughs> Maybe not. We've all fallen for the trap. Rob loves his tight ends. He especially loves tight ends who sometimes play quarterback and wide receiver. I'm surprised it took him this long to pick up Taysom Hill, to be perfectly honest with you. But here we are. Right. right. Um, understand, Rob needed a guy. He had his guy. But it just it was too big of a mountain to climb for him to get it done this week. 121 from Rob. Good. Not great. Better than we've seen. I think Tones, though, you need to start with Ryan's side of things because he deserves this one. 
Yeah, man, Christian Watson. See, just listen to me, guys. I can't manage my team. I'll manage yours. Christian Watson, not in the lineup last three weeks. Tony sits here, you know, hey, referring to myself in the third person. <laughs> Who the fuck am I, man? I'm sitting here going, hey, put this guy in your lineup, man. What are we doing? Finally in there, what does he do? 46 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, three receptions, 48 receiving yards, also a receiving touchdown, 22 points. Ryan, thank you for listening. Thank you. Crazy stat. Ready? He's got eight TDs in his last four games. Christian four games. Christian Watson has more receiving touchdowns on the season than Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase. Two of those guys have been hurt, but like, holy shit. Wow. Holy shit. This guy was zero, zero, zero stat lines until like three weeks ago. And all of a sudden, just like that, out of nowhere, goes ballistic. Is he this year's Amon Ross St. Brown? It looks like it, right? It looks like That's it. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And he was even hurt a few times. Like he was hurt in week three. He's hurt again Many in week times. six and seven. So yeah. yeah. And before those, some of those hurt games, he was targeted once, once, three times. Like he was just a nobody. And now all of a sudden he's a somebody. Also more rushing touchdowns for Christian Watson this year than Mike Davis. So not hard to do. I'm pretty sure you have the same amount of rushing touchdowns as Mike Davis because he's terrible. That's correct. Uh, more good from Ryan. He outbid you by, I believe it was $1 for Samaj P. Ryan. $1. Sure was. $11 was the total. Great pickup, especially considering he has Joe Mixon at this point. Tones, yes or no answer. Do you want Joe Mixon to come back if you're Ryan? (laughs) Probably not. I mean, P. Ryan looks pretty good. He definitely has had. Especially in the passing game. P. Ryan, like, man, this guy was terrible in his first couple of years. And then he just, something, something clicked. Yeah. Something changed. He has. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what you, because like it could be Mixon coming back and then it's like a kind of a 50-50 split. Let's ease him in. Right. That's tough. You'd almost rather just be like, okay, Mixon's a full go or P. Ryan or he's out and P. Ryan gets all the share again. And you know you're getting 15 points probably. The right? thing about that, as good as P. Ryan's been, let's not forget that week nine against Carolina, Joe Mixon had 53 fucking fantasy points. Oof. He then went on a bye. He had seven points and got hurt against Pittsburgh. He's missed the last two weeks. So I just mm. think that maybe P. Ryan has earned somewhat more of a role, especially if Mixon is coming yep. off an injury. Interesting to see how that plays out. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of injury tones, he hasn't been that good this year. But when you lose your starting quarterback, if you're Ryan going into the playoffs, a guy who can boom on any week, this is Lamar Jackson. You got to be a little worried, no? Yeah, 100%. 100%. He's got Goff in there for next week. Not a bad call against Minnesota. I lost Trey Lance in another league in week one. This is not the year to lose a quarterback. There is an elite two or three guys, right? It's basically Allen, Mahomes, Hurts every week. You know what you're getting. After that, the QB four and five on the week are not putting up 20 points anymore. It's like 17, 16. It's kind of just meh. Like, it's kind of meh. So, I don't know, man. It's it's a wasteland. It's a struggle. Um, I've been doing it all year in another league, and trust me, it has not been fun. So, you know, hopefully Lamar gets back and gets back healthy. This guy, man, he just can't stay on the field. Yeah. What a shame, man. What a shame. Bulk up, Lamar. Can Time I just very up. quickly, I pulled up Ryan's um, team yeah. out of the matchup just to see his full roster for this coming week against Dan. And if you want any indications to how disjointed my season has been in fantasy, I had Christian Watson on my watch list still. That's where we're that's where we're at. Oh yeah. He was on mine too. You want to know the sad thing? And this is gonna sound like, oh, of course Tones would say this. I swear to God, okay. I don't know if I already said this on the pod. If I did, forgive me. The week he went off, okay? 
the week he went off, I saved a move before that week, like during that week. And I was like, Sunday morning, Tones, pick up Christian Watson. Just pick him up. He's healthy. He was the only guy. I think Lazard was out. And I'm like, pick him up. Let's just see what happens. I fucking, I was out. I forgot the one o'clock game start. He's playing. And I go, okay, well, no big deal. Maybe I'll just, you know, he's probably going to get like three or four catches for like 50 yards. Maybe I could sneak him through waivers next week. What does he do? Three touchdowns, goes ballistic. And I'm like sitting there at the end of the day, just kicking myself going, it's these little things that, you know, are the difference. And like, I'm telling you right now, if Christian Watson was on my team after that three touchdown week, I promise you he would have been in my lineup with how bad my receiver group was. In my lineup the next week and the week after that, I could be and should be locked into a playoff spot right now. If I made that one move, there think are, about that, man. Because I lost a couple games by like the margins yeah, you like lost this, to me right? putting up like 125 it's crazy, bro. points. There have been many, yep. many very, very tight situations for this year. So uh, November... Like I said, fantasy is bullshit. You can have all the right process, but if you forget to click add in the morning, you know... Last thing what on Watson, do, November 13th against Dallas, a Sunday, he puts up 30 points, three touchdowns. He gets picked up on waivers by Ryan as waivers clear on the Wednesday, the 16th for $22. Good bid. Then goes off for 19, 19, 22 the last three weeks. Do you know who drafted Christian Watson this year? I do. I do. It was Nick. Nick. (laughs) Of course. Of course. What is that? Like, what is, I don't understand. It's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking unbelievable. Like that, you just got to tip your cap. Like he just knows what he's doing. He's just taking a shot on a rookie. Like Jesus Christ. But like, of course, right? Of course it's the rookie that just shows up out of nowhere and is like lighting up the league and taking it by storm. And of course, Nick had that process down. It's in, I'm convinced he's from the future, man. That guy's from the quantum realm. Like, I don't understand. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Man, t- you gotta you gotta give it up at some point. Like the guy's just good at this shit, bro. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since crazy. you're hot, since you're hot, last thing to get you uh, to get you rolling here. Uh, let's talk about Ryan's fantasy team name, bro. <laughs> yes, please. We've let this one slide, man. We we've been yeah. slipping this year. We let this one slide. It's week fourteen. His name is A B C D. <laughs> A.B. after Antonio Brown, who's basically in jail or shot. Have we heard anything about him? Like, is that shootout <laughs> ongoing for the, like, eighth day in a row? And CeeDee Lamb, he drives on your fucking team. It's week 14. He's never getting him back. What the fuck are we doing? This is an all-time name situation. This is an emergency, Okay. This is a fucking emergency. This is a fantasy team name emergency. Hold on. Ryan needs to fucking change this team name or we kick him out of the league. Like, this is malpractice. It's been three fucking months. Change your team name. Are you done? Okay, listen. Let me just, Ryan, who is is listening for sure, um, I'll break it down in, in less than eight seconds for you, okay? Ryan won the championship last year. He won basically wire to wire. He's not changing his team name until he loses the championship. That's it. That's no it. That's all it is. It's, it's carrying the That's momentum terrible. forward, Tones. And if he wins this year, if he wins this championship, no. he is not going to change it next year. 
You can do that if you have like a generic non-player themed team name. But if your team name is based on a player that's on your roster, they got to be on your fucking roster or at least in the league. Thoughts? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's fucking insanity. I'm so upset about yeah. this. I'm so mad. Anyway. Oh, there you go. You got y'all. You guys got one good Tony rant out of Let's talk about week. Rob. Boom. There Let's talk is. about Rob. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> you, you, you do the talking. You, you threw out, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but you threw it in the chat, Rob, not starting Justin Fields. What's going on? And we're talking about Tua starting instead. Yeah. Now, look, at the end of the day, the discrepancy between Tua and Fields doesn't win Rob this matchup. We all thought it was the wrong start, but I understand, I think I understand the, the worrying about getting out in the game. We saw what happened to Ryan this week. Less than two points out of Lamar. You don't want that from Rob. When you're trying to win a game, you're trying to get a safe floor, and we'll see what happens. And two has proven to get points this year in situations where he's airing the ball out, which he's done a lot these past few weeks that he's been uh, back and healthy. So right. I think I, I understand. Mm-hmm. I get where you picked Adam for it, but the rebuttal makes sense, and I think that I'm off him on that situation. Agreed? Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, I do get it because I like I honestly I saw it. I thought he just made a mistake or I thought he like was out on Sunday morning and just forgot to switch it or whatever. Uh, But when he said, yeah, it's because of the re-injury thing. I was like, okay, I get that because I'm kind of in like it's must win territory. You can't take that risk. It's why I'm super worried about Mike Williams potentially coming back this week. Now I got to make that choice of going like, do I put him in there? And if the same thing happens and I get one point, I'm going to be pissed, right? It might be the difference between playoffs or not. So I get it. That being said, a quarterback re-injury on your non-throwing shoulder is a little less likely than like a running back going in there, taking a beating, right? The quarterback, for the most part, pretty much remains untouched. And I know he rushes quite a bit and like, yeah, he might take a little lick here and there. Like, I think he's a smart guy. Like he's probably understanding, hey, if I'm sliding, I'm putting that shoulder in a good spot so it's not getting lit up. And yeah. even still, it's not his throwing shoulder. So like guys have played through bad left my shoulders. Ar- my argument and, like, against it's that no is that problem. he is so, I don't know. back tones. You know that. He is running back the way that he runs the ball, the way that he throws his body out there. He is getting 100 rushing yard games and then some. And if you take that one lick, you could be out of that game, especially for a Bears team. That's nothing to play for, really. I get that at this point. <clears throat> I get that, but I don't know. I'm I'm saying like a running back running and a quarterback running is it's two different rushes, right? You're not pounding it up right in between threading the needle yep. through the whole offensive and defensive line. He's running around all of that or through a huge hole up the middle there. He's not breaking a tackle and then continuing for 20 yards. Like that's not that's typically yep. not what happens, right? This isn't Derrick Henry here. But yes, I, I do get it from another Rob's another thing I, I want do. to point out I about do. Rob's team this week um, is that it's now yeah. and look, I know my team's totals haven't been great the last three weeks. I get that. But we're in week 13 or we were in week 13 this past week and not having any other options that you can trust other than Kareem Hunt in your flex feels like a tough, tough spot. Like I'm not putting in Nico Hollins or Jerry Judy or Alexander Madison, but the fact that we're in this position where he doesn't have these options and it would have been DeAndre Hopkins. So yeah, tough bye week situation coming at a tough time. But in terms of just having guys that you Mm -hmm. can trust, like Kareem Hunt has been on every drop candidate list since like week seven. Here is his last, I don't know, seven or eight weeks. 1.792628. No touchdowns since week seven. And even in that week, he had five rushes for four yards and that touchdown for seven points. 
Kareem Hunt is not it, man. And he looked like he was it with 21 points mm. in week one. But what are we doing with Kareem Hunt at this point? Like, get this man off your roster, find another dude, spend some money, get your Christian Watsons. I don't know, find the dude. And now there obviously aren't that many dudes left. But Kareem Hunt, your flex, man, that's not it. I He has $57 currently in fab. Okay, 57 Zonovan Knight was a great pickup. I bid $11 for him. The next top bid was a dollar. Couldn't believe it. Thought my competition was Rob. Literally thought, oh, this is a guy Rob is going to fucking right. spend up on. I better better drop a ton. What the hell? Zonovan Knight had fucking 14 points this week. That would have helped. Who else was out there? Take a shot on like fucking Isaiah McKenzie was out there, right? Mac Hollins was out there, which would have been a good process play. And these guys didn't light it up and go ballistic, but like... Like you're saying, just take a shot, try. I don't know. Like, why? What What do you have to gain from Kareem Hunt being in there? Now, I said it last week, like, maybe it's just the Deshaun thing. Okay, he's back. He's a pass-catching running back. They're probably going to be in the red zone a little bit more. You've got to anticipate, like, my expectations for Donovan Peoples-Jones in my starting lineup was not astronomically high because you got to anticipate that, hey, yep. this guy's going to be rusty. He hasn't played in two years. You know, so like that's going to happen. I don't know. It's just it's a lot to bank on, especially in a must win thing. So I couldn't be couldn't agree with you more there. Um, let's let's stop burying the man. Let's let's go to the good things here. Uh, welcome back, Jamar Chase. Happy to see him back on the field. Seven receptions, 97 yards. Look good. Yep. Uh, who looked better? Garrett Wilson. Hello. He is a stud. Second straight 20 point week. And it's all thanks to Mike White doors. Just as we all predicted. Mike fucking White, baby. What a thought, eh? Throw to your good receivers. This is wow. not the first time that Mike White has been good either. No. Zach Wilson is just that bad, and he's been back a guy like Garrett Wilson, who still managed to have a good game or two with all of his talent with that really bad quarterback there. So, yeah, Rob's got some really good receivers. We knew that, and to see them actually show up is obviously very encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it for Rob, man. I, like I said, the 121, it's not high, but it's encouraging considering you're going into this final week against a team like yours who just put up a lot of points. And so, actually, that's a decent transition into you. And let's get into your matchup here. You're 5-8, and eight, which is right where you need to be at this point because you're tied with four guys with that same record. You defeat Rich, who is 1-12, and 12, and it doesn't feel that way with Rich, but 169-88 to 88 is the total. My goodness. Your highest point total of the season, Tones. Congratulations to you. A little round of applause for you. Bang! Good timing See, for this. It was because I cleansed it was because I cleansed my fantasy soul yep. for 50 minutes on a podcast. It was beautiful. Yep. It was beautiful. Yep. See, you just need a good cleanse every once in a while. Good things come to you. Some streaks to talk about. You snap a three-game losing streak. Thank goodness in your situation that you won this game. And Rich has lost six in a row. I said it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't. One in 12? Like, yeah, we know that Rich has been the arguably worst team in the league. But one in 12 is, that's hard to do. It's literally hard to do. Yeah. yeah, it's literally hard to do. I was saying to you before the pod, I'll say it to the masses here. Our masses being eight people. Um, and, and a dog. Um... There, uh, I have a buddy at work who's 12 and 0. Mm. I literally like had to stare at it because I thought it was bullshit. I'm like, how are you 12 and 0 this season? Like, that is insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. Anyway, uh, Doris Swift is back, baby. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like so pumped to see that usage from Swift. Not only did he get 19 points, which is great. This is what I actually like. I don't even care about the fantasy points. He out-touched Jamal 18 to 11. 18 touches yep. 
is what this man, that's that's the wheelhouse right there, baby. That's what we need. That's what it was at the start of the year. Now, I still don't think he's 100%, so I don't think he's going to break off these explosive runs like he was at the start of the season. But hey, catch a bunch of balls. Get me like 60, 70 yards on the ground, which is exactly what he did. He caught six balls, five balls. It's perfect, man, and found the end zone. That's great, great, great news. Is it a sign of things to come, Doors? That's that's the question I have. It's a hard one to answer because they have this infatuation with Jamal Williams on the goal line. So even if you have a, a newfound floor ceiling for DeAndre Swift, you still have this fucking guy stealing your touchdowns at least once a game. I mean, bet on if you if you're a betting guy, bet on Jamal Williams to get a touchdown. I've done it 3 weeks in a row. It every just cashes week. every week. Yep. It's minus 110 yep. every week. It's the easiest bet of all time. It's like they go on their it first was plus money 3 weeks ago, right? When I texted yeah, you. It was I was like, "Doris, this thing is plus 140. I don't understand." It was on the Thursday. It was a Thanksgiving <laughs> game. I'm like, this is a fucking mistake. And what like, I love about that is that the over-unders for that game have been like 52 and a half. And it's like, well, if you think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, this is going like this is inevitable. So that's my point, Tones, is that you're, you're taking six away. If they're going to use a running back to get in, and, and actually on that Thanksgiving game, I think DeAndre Swift had this beast mode run where he just mowed people down. And I texted you and I said, mm-hmm. I didn't know he was so strong. I haven't watched enough of him Dude. close up and watched these replays to see how fucking big this guy is. He's a big boy. Yeah. So it's like he boy. can do what Jamal Williams is doing even better. They're not letting him do it. Maybe it's the injury, whatever it is. So long story short, yeah, you're going to get more big big games out of him, but it's just not going to be as high as it can be with this other fucking guy in there. So, But like that's fine, right? Like get me 19 points. That's an RB1. Especially this season, man. Get me 15 in that range. I'm good. As long as you're not destroying me and as long as you're catching the rock. That's all I care about. If you're catching five passes a game, we're good. Because that's where he gets explosive. And that's, you know, obviously half PPR, you get a little extra point boost there. So that's good, man. I'm fine with that. And Swifty had... He's get, been getting goal line work like he has been. He's been stuffed a couple times this week. His touchdown was right on the mm-hmm. goal line. That's awesome. That's so I think they can both coexist. I really do. I did it for years with Aaron Jones, and it was totally fine. I think it can happen again with Swift. Jamal's just annoying because, like, it's just annoying to see him come in there on the – like, Amon Ross St. Brown is, like – I feel like that guy gets tackled at the one. I think a lot of people were saying <laughs> this on Twitter and stuff. He gets tackled at the one more than any player I've ever seen, like, ever. And, like, I was like, holy shit, that's a great – I feel like I've seen that a lot. And then Jamal just plows it in, and it's like – because they just go hurry up, and Jamal's already on the field in those situations. But if that's Swift, and then they go hurry up, I don't know. They, I think I think they could both score. This offense is really good, man. Really fun to watch. I don't know who that OC is, but I'm buying stock in that, dude. I want to look that up, actually. Let's uh, let's quickly talk about Rich's team. There's good, there's bad. I'll give you the good because this is a player that's close to your heart. Oh, baby. A.J. Brown. Revenge game times two. Played Tennessee, played against me. What did he do? Eight receptions, 119 for two touchdowns. A.J. Brown's a beast, man. He's so fucking good. Literally got a GM fired this week. Amazing. Amazing. Doors, you have, do you have any idea what yeah, I'm talking titan- about? No, you're, no, no, you're, no, you're no, no, no. I'm getting the notifications. Right? The Titans fired their GM, which is hilarious because they're in a position where you don't think they'd be doing that. They're not a bad team. They have good players, but they could be better. Um, and I do think Traylon Burke's going to be really good. But if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, a rookie wide receiver is not going to put you over the hump as your wide receiver one plus Robert Woods and some guy no. named Nick Ikihine. That's not it. 
Westbrook Aquina, baby. Uh, the bad news for Rich, Deshaun Watson. Uh, <laughs> you picked him up, Rich, and, and you knew you. you knew he's a bad man. And not in the bad man way that, like, A.J. Brown's a bad man, but, like, he just, this fucking guy. And he had, he had six points. That's it's not good, man. Not 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 good. Good. Yeah. Good. Good thing it didn't guy. matter. I have a question for you. Do you know who Rich's one Go. win is against this year? Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't, sure. but I'm going to guess. Hold on. Dan. More poetic than that. Ooh, more poetic. It's, oh, it's Mike. That actually be Mike. would be the, the pure poetry. Let's meet in the middle. Let's, let's call it a haiku. It's uh, it's Nick Dotto. It's it's Nick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Tough scenes. Wow. Well, Rich has the magic, baby. The Dotto Slayer. Maybe we should all change our team names to the Dotto Slayer. <laughs> it's the only way to beat Nick. It's the only way to thwart him away from this fucking inevitable Speaking championship of Mike, that he's going to win. He, uh, he's been waiting patiently. And to be perfectly honest with you, Tones, when I ordered this layout for who we're going to talk about when, I did this on purpose. Mike Dotto's had to wait... Uh, about 49 minutes into the podcast to hear his name called for the first time. But with the fifth content strategy is with right. The fifth overall smart, pick, smart by us, right? Fifth overall keep, pick, keep him the on the hook. Podcast selects Mike Dotto. Uh, Mike is 10 and three. He do, he Mike beats D. Christian. Christian's five and eight. Christian's out of the playoffs. See you later. 119 to 101. The final in this one, not great for Mike, but it doesn't matter. Um, everyone has a bad week tones. This is still a good team. He talked about the team being so good. He deserves that. He is good at every position. He's also got depth. It's annoying. He's won four straight. Um, Genera has traded a win for every loss every week for the last five weeks. Like I said, he's out. So let's just talk about Mike's good mm-hmm. stuff. Amon Ross St. Brown Tones was very close to being our Greg Jennings of the week this week. Uh, but unfortunately for him, yeah. Tyreek Hill had that momentum shift. So here we are with Amon Ra. I think he had 29 points. Yep. Very, very good. And imagine he does 29. push in those last one yard uh, for the touchdown, right? Like, incredible. He's awesome. Yep. Yep. He's been really good. Uh, the sun god, great nickname, good player. Uh, very impressed with him this year. Very, very impressed. I was skeptical at the start of the year. I was. I was. I thought a lot of that production, it was all oh, Hawkinson was out. Swift was out. You know, target's got to go somewhere. Goes to this rookie. It was taken on like day three. Like I'm like, ah, okay, he's not overly like fast or anything like that. But he fucking he's showing out this year, man. Who's showing out more? Josh Jacobs. We can't talk enough about this guy, bro. Another 20 points, ho hum, no big deal. 144 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. The outputs are insane. Like he is, I you know, we throw around league winner a lot, and it's usually to these like unknown young rookie or like sophomore type of players. Josh Jacobs is a league winner, man. Josh Jacobs is a league winner. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Look what happened this week. Derrick Henry, four points. Didn't matter, man. Josh Jacobs is dropping 20-something. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Now, what happens if Josh Jacobs has a down week? Let's take a look at the playoff sked. I'm just curious. Rams next week. Patriots week 15. Steelers week 16. San Fran championship. That's pretty tough. Yeah. That's pretty tough. I said earlier, we got Derrick Henry playing the Dallas Cowboys the same week that uh, Josh Jacobs is playing the, you just said it, the uh, 49ers. And that is finals week. That's a tough combo. No. But let's let's take it one step at a time here. Okay. One step at a time. And and as we said earlier, to like give this man his credit, I think he's matchup proof at this point. You know what I mean? Like he's got to be, you know, um, 
Really impressive season. Does that hurt you at all? This was your boy, man. This was your former boy. It's so... It would hurt if it was a year later, like having mm. uh, Devonte Adams and then dropping him and having Derrick Henry and then dropping him and it being like the next year that they go off because you were a year too early. That's one thing. I had Jacobs for three years. Like, I don't know if Miles Sanders hurts you, but I am not hurt by no. Josh Jacobs because I'm I'm one full year removed from using my eyes, which told me that he's bad and it's not going to yeah. work anymore. So I don't know where this juice has come from. And to be perfectly honest with you, I watched so little football this year that I can't actually tell you if I believe Josh Jacobs is a revitalized player this year. I still have the images in my head of him being bad, so I don't know how this is happening. And what I should do is go watch him actually play. Um, but I have the same thoughts as you. Yeah. Like I did. I thought he was just an okay running back. I didn't think he was terrible. I didn't think he was good or I didn't think he was like elite in any way, shape or form. I didn't even love him that much coming out. Just an angry downhill runner. That's a power back. I didn't think the explosive plays were coming. And this year he's dropped. Like, I feel like every time I look up, he's got a 50 yard, he's on his way for a 50 yard touchdown or something. And it's crazy. Um, And like, I do think having, like we said earlier, it's the Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. It's a two man show for this Raiders offense. They're also chasing every game or in competitive or are competitive in every game. So that helps. Like it's kind of the perfect storm of, Hey, how do you build an RB one? It's this, right? So Um, yeah, I mean, you got to give him his flowers. He's the RB one. He's been amazing. Um, the difference between Miles Sanders and him is he's Miles Sanders, not the RB one league winner yes, machine. Absolutely. Crazy. crazy. But yeah, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this coming. And honestly, I've watched a lot of football and I still couldn't tell you why, <laughs> like what's different about Jake. I couldn't tell you, man. I really couldn't tell you. Maybe I'm just not smart enough. You're a smart guy, man. Um, couple other things quickly to touch on with Mike's roster looking up and down this lineup. I just want to talk about Amari Cooper, who played on the road this week. So sure enough, he had four catches for 40 yards, which means he sucks. But he's going to <laughs> Cincinnati next week, which means he also will have four catches for, let's call it, 25 yards and a fumble. Don't start Amari Cooper next week, Mike. Oh, wow. He's not going to perform. Um, he's on the road also in championship week, so you don't want to start him there. But any other time, it's okay to start Amari Cooper. It's okay. Zeke Elliott. No bad words to say about him in the fantasy uh, blurbs this week. Uh, here we go with 16 points from Zeke. Uh, actually, his highest total. Oh, he's actually been scoring. Oh, look at Zeke, eh? Yeah, he's been scoring. He's just he's a touchdown-dependent goal lineback. That's what he is now. But his best running back on the week was Camethan Akers, who put up Camethan. 18 and a half points. He scored two touchdowns. Wow. Tones. He scored 18 points this week. That is more fantasy points than weeks four to 12 combined. Wow. Not it. Not the answer we're looking for. A couple injury weeks in there and a buy, so not 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 good. But still, like that's just, guy's a joke. Keeper. Absolute keeper. keeper. Yeah, and we can't shirt Mike Ford because here we are with this team in first place in the fucking, uh, in the league. And also, will he... He's good. He's got a good team. You got to give it with, up. With Mike's good team tones, do you think that he will end up being number one in the power rankings? I I think he's not going to like where he is. Ooh. It's what they call a tease, all right? Let's get to it, Doors. Let's do some power rankings. All right. Let's refresh the people. Let's refresh them real quick. CRG, last time we did this, which was week... Hold on. Scrolling, scrolling, week nine. <laughs> week nine. Okay, scrolling back, scrolling back. Here we go. CRG was 10th. Rich was nine, Rob was eight, I was seventh, Mike was sixth, Nick was five, 
Ryan at number four. Number three was Franco, silver medalist Alex Doria. And number one was Dan the Man in a stunning power rankings that rocked our league. And once again, we are going to rock the league. Not quite as bad as last time. Not quite as bad as last time. But we pointed this out before we started recording how fundamentally different this has all been. And Ryan dominated all of last year. We've talked about it a million times, wire to wire. But this year with the shakeups of the power rankings, not just from last and first, but even somewhere in the middle, guys have shifted up and down like crazy. So without further ado, let's get into it. And I will just spoil it by saying, Genera, you're stuck at 10, man. Your team stinks. It's not good. You don't even, Dawson Knox got you zero points. I don't even know if you have a starting roster this week. Your team's a joke. (laughs) Figure it out. Next, don't. Richard Ben stays where he's at, number nine. I think we all I think we all know who those bottom two were. That's fair. Number eight, Rob. The points got better this week, but they're not quite there. And the reason why you're at number eight is because we put Anthony at number seven. You can't put up 169 and stay all the way down at the bottom of the power ranking. So Anthony, you stay at seven. Uh, congratulations. So those four staying where they were, no changes there, and now shit gets thrown in a blender, my friends. Alex is down four spots, number six. I deserve it. You choke for three straight weeks and bullshit some dubs, you're going to get hurt for it. See, at least we can, you know, at least we're consistent, all right, you fucking nimrods? All right, here we go. Number five, Doors, who we got? It's where it gets tough, and we've got Franco down two spots. Lost a couple games in a row. His entire roster is on a bye this week. And Lenny Fournette has to start, and he's fat. And that's not what you're looking for. Um, he's starting Foster Moreau and his flex against me. As we've talked about, it's not just about what you've done. It's about what's coming up as well. And I don't see a good week from Franco. He'll probably still beat me because my team stinks. But in terms of points scored and where you rank, Franco, we got you down two spots, man. You're at number five. Crazy, because we've been like... S and his D and his team for the last like four weeks. Fifth best team, right? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, we have a new number one. Dan is no longer at the top. In fact, he's not even on the podium. Eat shit, Dan. He's down three <laughs> spots. He's at number four. Crazy. It's, bec- it's because the top three teams really have been have been good. And yeah. we've got to give it to Nick Dotto for taking away some of these very tight wins, but also putting up points in the process. Nick Dotto. Up two spots from number five. You are number three. Nick, congrats. We uh, we could have put Dan ahead of Nick here, right? We could have. But for Nick, we had to take into the account the voodoo doll factor, right? He's got that. It puts him over the top, right? It's like when you go back to back with somebody when you're measuring height and they have like higher hair, gives them that extra inch. Like that's it. Like he's got the magic. So, you know, that trumps a couple of the things that for Dan. So anyway, that's why Nick's at number three. Should we do number one now or should we do number two first? Yeah, let's do number one now. Oh, baby. You do Mike, it. get ready to be happy. Mike Dotto, number one, <laughs> up five spots. Good for you, Mike Dotto. You got a good team, buddy, which means Ryan is up two spots at number two. This was it, really difficult. Again, it was really last week. Last time we did this was very tough. This one, again, was very tough, but we were pretty locked in and pretty in sync on the bottom four and who number one was. Mike, you got to give him his flowers, man. You got to give him his flowers. But I will say this. I will say this. Is there a little bit of a number one power rankings curse? Because 
It seems like as soon as we put somebody at number one, they immediately start shitting the bed. Your team yeah. used to be number one. Look where they're at now. Oh, Dan's team was number one and then immediately had a stroke of bad luck for three straight weeks. And now he's number five. So, Mike, I don't even know if you want to be number one heading into the playoffs here. I don't even know. And this is the final power rankings, by the way. He's won six of seven games. The yep. points have been really impressive. We're talking about two 160-plus games. We give him the number one spot on a week that he puts up 119, his lowest mm-hmm. total since a loss to you in week nine. So maybe, just maybe, he's going up against the powerhouse of Richard David Martin Ben this week. Nice so schedule, bro. Fuck. The Dotto Slayer, can he slay in the final week of the season to take Mike maybe off that pedestal? And yeah, nice schedule. He gets Genera and Rich twice. Give me a fucking break with this guy. Give me a break. <laughs> now look, the points have been there too, but get fucked. Get out get of here. Get schedule. Get fucked. Come on. Get fucked is so good. It's really good. You want to um, do the point spread game? Yeah, let's do it, man. We'll do it together for the first time in what four weeks? I don't know. Oh man, it's been we're gonna good. go. Uh, we're gonna go four and one this week. We're gonna get one game wrong. It's gonna be. Uh, I don't oh, know. It's very we pessimistic. It's very pessimistic of you. We're going five and zero oh doors. Let's fucking make it happen here. So let's do. I'll start. Um, right. Who's the first? Who's the first matchup you're gonna give me? Uh, I'm gonna give you Mike, who is a 27 point favorite over Rich. The aforementioned matchup. We got. Yeah, I've got Mike, uh, even though we just Covering? told him that. Wow. Yeah, Mike's going to cover 27. Here's the thing. Even if Rich puts up, like, even if Mike only puts up, like, 105, I just don't see it from Rich's team, man. It's like this team has, has given up. It's like, let's just rest our starters for the loser bracket. Like, we're good. <laughs> Locker room's just trying to recover. They've had some issues this year. Like, coach got fired midseason. Like, we're just, we're trying to rebuild the situation. Uh, Dotto's been hot. And if the power ranking curse is true, then Mike will falter. But I do think this team is good enough to cover 27. However, it gets done. I got Mike. For the record, I have Mike winning, but Rich covering. I think it's going to be close. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, Nick versus Genera. Nick, uh, 42 point favorite over CRG this week, Tones. Holy fuck. It's a lot of points. Um, that's a lot. Uh, I think, yeah, it's Nick. He's probably going to cover it too. 42 is a lot, Jesus. But like, I don't know, probably what, 130 to 80-something? Yeah. Give me give me Nick with the points. <laughs> Nick Fuck to it. cover 42, 42 points. I mean, 42. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I thought 33 last week was going to be a thing with Mike against CRG, and Mike ended up covering. So, I don't know. It's not that out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. All right, Doors, next one. This is a good one. You ready? Dan, a three-point favorite versus Ryan. Just three points. Yeah. It's a tough this one. Is, this is really, really difficult. Um, Ryan's missing Lamar, but Jared Goss has been really hot at home. They're playing yeah. Minnesota, who's been Play leaky. Minnesota. Leaky pasty, man. Um, on Dan's side of things, he's going to be missing Kenneth Walker. He's already taken him out of his lineup. Um, I don't like that. And David Montgomery, who he has relied on to be a really good flex spot, um, is out on a bye. And Raheem Mostert, not good this past week. I know it was San Fran. He's got the Chargers next. And the Chargers, they're just so bad with the run. So I'm not really sure what to make of it. Um, I, I, I don't have any horses in this race, man. Like, I just don't care horses. who makes it here. I, I, think, I think considering how hot Ryan's been, he finds a way to get this done. Like, I just, I got Ryan. I just got Ryan. I got Ryan winning. That's it. That's it. I, like I got it. Ryan. I like it. All right. Oh, your matchup's next. All right, Alex, seven-point favorite versus Franco. Ooh, this is tough. This is tough. 
Let's look at the matchups here. Franco is just ravaged by bye weeks. No Kamara. It's probably a good thing. No Olave. That's an L. No McLaurin. No Patterson. No Drake London. Yikes. Uh, so he's got Gabe Davis in there. DeAndre Carter. The running back matchup here is such a shit show. Yeah. He's got Tony Pollard. I think him, fuck, Waddle's questionable. He's limited today. He'd probably play. Ooh, Kirk against Tennessee. I like that. Oh, man. This is a tricky one, man. You got Jamal in there? Okay. Okay. I, I'm i going to go with you, man. I'm going to go with you. Oh, but seven points. Yeah, I'm going to go with you in seven. I think Franco duds this week. I think this is a tough week for him. I like it, and the only thing I'll say is we're going to look back in hindsight next week is remember this moment because my 130 is uh, among the most fabricated numbers that I've seen in a long time. Well, I'm projected to outscore every single team this week except for Nick Dotto, and considering my last three weeks and what we said, not liking it, but I appreciate your I think, I think your a, big re- a big reason is Josh Allen and CeeDee Lamb. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are projected guys, massive yeah. numbers. That's it, really. That's yeah. I've been projected high too, and it's because it digs and it hurts, right? Like that's the only thing. Yep. I'm starting like these scrubs, and it's like oh, 125 points. I'm like what? Anyway, uh, all right. I am last. Doors, go for it. Your team's ready, man. Your team's ready to do a thing. Um, even Whoa. without, even without Mike Williams, even if Josh Palmer check, even if Mike Williams plays and you don't decide to start him. You got 169 last week, nice, uh, because you had four guys who had boom weeks, and that's what we talked about being your team's just identity from the beginning of the year. Jalen Hurts, Stefan Diggs, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift. Can these guys do a thing? And if they don't, can guys on the other side of it, Dante Foreman, Marquise Brown, can these guys lift you up? And I think that your team is in a position that if you've got to win one week, and you do, Tones, you've got to win one fucking week now, okay? So win the one week. I think you've got it, and I haven't seen enough out of Rob to believe it. And the thing is, like, even if you do dud out and put up 115 on any given week, that might be enough to beat Rob anyway. So I'm, I'm going to give mm. you the win in whatever points you have to do it. I'm going to give you the 13. Um, congratulations, Tones. You might, wow. you might do something. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Hope it happens. This is going to be a fun week, man. I'm really excited. Based on what you're predicting, because you picked Dan and Ryan's matchup and then predicted my matchup, I'd be a playoff team. So, Doris, I'm all in. I think you're a genius. I think you're an absolute fucking genius. Let's get it going, baby. I'm excited. Whatever happens, I'm okay with. I am pumped. It's going to be a great finish to this season. It's been a fun and weird season, but it's going to be a great finish. I'm ready. Really excited. Really excited to see what happens in the playoffs. Very excited. And I got to say, this is the least busy weekend I have planned since like week two of the football season. So if there is a week that I can dial the fuck in and get locked, we're going to have a two and a half hour pod next week, man. We're oh my have so God. much stuff to I've... talk about. I'm going to be talking about can... the left guard on Houston and how I think that yes. he's a, an up and comer. Um, we're going to do Tyus Bowser, I believe. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, no, are you I still think, playing? I think, uh, I think he's a still, tackle. Are you still playing Weddle? Yeah, yeah. We do it every day at work. Do you want to quickly, 10 seconds, tell the people what Weddle is? Uh, if you don't know what Weddle is, it's basically um, it's a, one of those guessing game situations. There's been all the rage these days. <laughs> so basically, you type in, there's an easy and a hard mode. So you just type in a player. So I always start with the number one guy on the list, which is AJ Brown. It's all <laughs> alphabetical. Um, and it gives you. The division, it gives you the 
uh, team, it gives you the position, and it gives you the height, and it gives you the age of the player. So for AJ Brown, it would give me his division, Tennessee, blah, 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 blah. If one of those things goes green, you know you got the division. If one of those things goes yellow, you know you're close. So let's say it's the AFC East, but the player is actually AFC West, then it's yellow. And then it gives you like a higher or lower in height and a higher or lower in age. So you're like, you know, if he's older, it says higher than 25. You go, okay, cool. Next player you go is like Tom Brady, different position and blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, so he's younger than 45. So it's just this guessing game. You have like seven guesses to guess the player. Uh, I must say, we routinely get it by like the third, sometimes the second um, guess on at work. We're very impressive. Legends and then we go into hard mode. And the other two losers that I do it with are great guys, but they're losers. Um, they like hard mode gets crazy. Like we're talking like backup linebackers, right? Like you got to know these depth charts and like, even sometimes I get stumped, but I'm pretty good at the hard mode. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Are Are we doing a Weddle right now? Is that what we're doing? No, 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 no. We're not doing, we're not doing a Weddle live on the podcast. No, it's too late for that. It'd be a little, be a little boring. We'll do it during our two and a half hour pod next week when we, uh, when we shake things up and talk about left guards, but, uh, Tones, it was, it was, uh, it was a fun time. It was good to be back in the saddle, man. I'm, I'm happy we did this. Happy I could see your face again. Uh, maybe one day we'll do a live pod once again. Maybe during the fantasy playoffs, we'll figure out a time we can actually get together and do it. That'd be fucking lit. When you um, and me meet in the finals in a few weeks, we'll do it there. All right. Tones, what are the fucking chances of us ever meeting in the finals? We suck at this. We're so bad. Doors, we, no. Manifest. Manifest, Tones, Doors. We need takes to two transfer. to manifest. You know, Ryan, Ryan, actually, I want to shout out Ryan. Ryan texted me a few weeks back. I texted it to you and he said that, uh, and we're not just pumping our own tires, but I'm, I'm definitely pumping our tires. And that's to say that we sound better, according to Ryan, than some of the fantasy podcasts that he listens to from air quotes experts. Wow. We've got the knowledge. I mean, you've got the knowledge. We've got the voice. Tones, we've got the pipes. Doing a great job here. I got to say, if we could transfer some of our podcasting ability into our fantasy football ability, can we like balance the scales here and just be a little better? Like maybe we can get you to fourth place next year if you're just a little bit worse on the mic. Your thoughts? I, I, I've thought this many times. Really? I'm like, whenever this podcast ends, because it will end one day. Yeah. Whenever it ends, that's the year I'm going to win. Watch. Watch. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just going to happen, and then I'm going to kick myself going, God damn it, I really wish we were doing the pod this year. I and really you, wish. And you know, what's, you know what we're going to do in that situation? Hmm. Emergency pod! You know what I mean? Emergency pod! I'm going to find a change to save my life. So I hustle, hustle.